for the incumbent. She already beat Nina Turner last time. It should be an easy walk in the park for her. Yeah, I think so, because I think based on all estimations, we're going to have a far lower turnout as well. So, you know, yeah. that's not usually not good for progressives. Yeah. So anything else on the progressive caucus? No, not really. But today, yeah, we, a lot of letdowns. We're going to discuss some about Black Lives Matter and working parties family but yeah very very big week for i think that they're trying to squeeze the last life out of the left yeah but okay sam let's end uh, on a positive note this progressive tweets part so if you have your phone with you i've sent you the link to susan sarandon's um twitter page and it's just I, i'm like genuinely the best, like, really, isn't it? It, it is i mean she tweets about everything and anything really like right now her latest tweet from four hours ago is about some police violence another summary execution carried out by an officer's body cam happened to deactivate right before he fired the fatal shot in the back of patrick leoya's head who are these body cams really protecting if they can be turned off by the police justice for patrick now fucking hell then you go on she has like these other people that she has retweeted about the, the same story keep on going Actually, after that she's tweeted a retweeted a rising segment about eric mm-hmm. adams using the brooklyn uh, brooklyn subway shooting to add more police bernie sanders retweeting bernie sanders after that about student dent you keep on going <laughs> retweeting revolutionary blackout network good for them mm, nice. rbn about the nazi problem in ukraine is just russian propaganda Keep on going, <laughs> retweeting Glenn Greenwald, taking a, talking about Brian Stelter. The one after that is Aaron Maté. The one after that is about uh, unionizing. I mean, it just keeps on going and going and going. I mean, just pretty amazing. Yes, she- Steven Donziger. I mean, she's, is she watching every, I mean, I feel like she's, <laughs> she's like as into this like leftist she- progressive world than any YouTuber is. Is she watching all stuff and things. yes uh, they could yeah out of our four viewers she could be one of <laughs> like, yeah, she's very much she's going Maybe through not, youtube uh, no she's but yeah, yeah but she's brianna always needs pretty to get her katie needs to get her yeah that's true brianna or greater or katie alper yeah oh you you just said that. Said brianna yeah, katie. yeah 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 i thought brianna katie is the same person <laughs> sorry about that. but yeah, man, she's great. And I, yeah, I've been a big fan of her since I was really young. Like she was in this, this, this weird comedy musical. That's one of the very few musicals. <laughs> I like Rocky Horror Picture Show because it's just so mental. I don't like it really. I just like segments of it, I think. But um, yeah, so yeah, it's nice. It's very rare when celebrities don't let you down with their personal politics, but very nice, very nice. No, no, her Twitter game is on point, really nice. But yeah, any anything else about tweets? Um, no, not really. But yeah, follow Susan Sarandon, I guess. All right, Sam, let's continue then. And folks, please like and subscribe. So let's discuss a little bit of Pakistan, a little bit of Russia, Ukraine. And let's start off with what I thought was this brilliant Vijay Prashad interview in Katie Halper show. I, I really liked it, Sam. What did you make of it? Yeah, I loved it. And I, I don't want to blow our own <laughs> but but it did feel like exactly what we said in our episode before about pakistan and uh, especially I, I mean the two the one part where he compares pakistani military to egypt i was that's literally what you said yeah so that, that was wasn't a big one but i was like oh, okay i said that too great minds think yeah. alike <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, just, but yeah, it was great. He just talked about the fact that, yeah, uh, what are the dynamics and uh, well, you know, his, he meant- his overall argument. Sorry, cut you off. But his overall argument now that you brought up him saying similar stuff to us, and I mean, I, I was and I still am a huge Vijay Prashad fan. Like I mentioned, go check out his reality asserts itself with Paul Jay on the Real News Network. But so his main argument about you know Pakistan, the Katie put the question him right away so you know how much was the u.s involvement was it a coup 
and all this. And I really like this answer. And it reminded me a lot of what you say sometimes, which is that, I mean, he pretty much said, well, you know, yes, did the U.S. Yes. want this? And perhaps did they push for it in through different means? There's that letter that, you know, Imran Khan talks about in other means, perhaps. But A, he spoke about like the situation, like on the ground, like, you know, saying with, you know, inflation and this. But then he said something very interesting, which is about the military um, in Pakistan. And, you know, and the military, as everybody knows, is extremely powerful. I mean, he he pretty much said they, they run the country in, in Pakistan and they always have and it's pretty much they're as powerful as the military can get as an institution in a country especially when it comes also to the economy and having businesses and he was saying there are even these products where it says like four on it or four j or something like that and that pretty much means it's like you know the military army produced army produced and all that but yeah but he said like which is that you know after all these years and stuff of the uh Pakistani military working so closely together with Washington and the U.S. military, their their interests are very much aligned now. So the U.S. doesn't even need to in some of these countries and situations to really actively force a coup if it's not if let's say they're not too happy with the current direction that Imran Khan is going with China and Russia and all that. They already have you know they already have powerful actors on the ground whose interests just align with them so they don't even need to do such things actively you know just kind of by sitting back a lot of the time what they want politically happens in in other countries such as in this case <laughs> removing Imran Khan so I don't know th- that's kind of the feeling that I got was his main argument main thesis and I and I thought it resonated to me it made a lot of sense and it's something that you often say because we often completely remove the agency and not in the sense like oh we should give them the agency but yeah we completely pretend as if like stakeholders in other countries you know like the bad ones let's say like they have they they don't do anything it's just the u.s that made them do x y or z whereas you know their interests align so much that the u.s can oftentimes just sit back and let them fulfill their wishes yeah you i mean you create a class quite literally a class of people that whose financial interest and after probably a decade they're cultural sort of like the way they've been socialized and all that aligns with you so they're gonna you know you know they're gonna it's, it's kind of, this is a bad way of putting it but they would act as in, like in, some could say, see it as a fifth column sort of situation but it's not that it's just that their interest is they view their country's interest in that way mm-hmm. uh, as everybody does so yeah you're yeah. It was good, very good. Yeah, yeah, that was brilliant. And then, I mean, they mainly spoke about Pakistan, I think, right? Yes, yes. And they, they like, they talk about that. Well, how come in other, like in Indian subcontinents, India, even though it has a lot of problems, they don't have as a stronger military. But like in Pakistan, the military, you know, they compare. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did he say about that? Do you recall? Well, his argument, I, I'm not quite sure, but I think his argument was that he, uh, well, his main argument was that Pakistani military, like some, like Egyptian military, are not in the barracks, like, for example, India or Europe or that type of thing. So they are always involved in economy and politics, mm-hmm. obviously. But the reason for it, I think, I guess, I don't know if that was the reason he gave, but he sort of argued that the Pakistani military is sort of a remnant of the, you know, British army of that constituted constituted a num a huge number of Indian or Hindustani or whatever you want to call them soldiers at the time. So they, I mean, I guess they've always been more political. I, I, I don't know. I kind of that skips my mind if that was their specific reason. Mm-hmm. But his argument is that they are not confined to the barracks as most armies usually are like in, in case of america yeah that was good stuff i'm just thinking what else did he say and yeah i mean he just i mean katie kind of asked like you know there always seems to be a, a one way or another that a prime minister is removed in uh in pakistan and he said yeah, well exactly. you know a it's not like these prime ministers are really delivering on anything and anything like that crazy and b when you have the 
army breathing down your neck in the way that they do and with the amount of power and influence that they have what else could kind of take place yeah exactly exactly i mean and i'm sure by the way the wars with india and all that had a Mm. huge influence on how increasingly military uh became more important i mean more important and important so yeah very very definitely so that's definitely people should highly recommend people checking that out and then at the end he also talks about like why isn't there like an asian vision for like all of asia and that if people are interested to check that out i i yeah i must say i I was thinking if i should say that or not because (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why i did that to myself but i was like let me see if i can get away with just mentioning this without sam (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that sorry it just i don't know he said like there is an african vision and there, there should be a I mean, yeah, I don't know. I didn't like that too much. But, yeah, but then he I must said say. the Japanese messed that up for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says the Japanese English. I don't, yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know if that's quite a the Japanese, uh, he says Japanese imperial. But that kind of pisses me off because it kind of undermines the fact that Safavid, the Iranian dynasty and Ottomans, the, the, the Turkish dynasty, they both were like they were both imperial powers at the same time as European powers. So this idea that this is a very common thing in international history that Japan is the first Asian mm-hmm. uh, imperial power that sort of has colonies and all that. I think that's very sort of I don't know. I, I find that idea problematic. And just Asia is you know, but I'm not. By the way, we sometimes talk about African countries, and sadly sometimes we just talk about the continent as a whole but it's a huge place just like like i'm not sure like if we can just i'm not so sure of this general like it's a mistake for us to even do like you know there is just this general tendency to talk about africa as a whole and yeah i mean i don't want to anyway, comment sorry, too much because be any of this i, I don't want to be, comment too much because for you because you you got away it's almost <laughs> that part was i think behind a paywall oh and he didn't like elaborate too much on why I watched this would live. be this would be good too much so i mean i can't um i don't really have a take i know what he means when you think of i feel like in the americas there's a lot of that like in south america and latin america there's more of that you know and maybe that has to do because they're closer countries, there are fewer of them, and their legacy of like fighting against the US. Whereas in Asia, I mean, you know, it has like no half way. of the <laughs> world's population on it, and it's so big and it's so vast and goes all the way from Turkey all the way until Japan, and the interests vary quite a bit. And China is oh, so powerful. Well, so but actually, I don't really way, know the, what this is that he was really talking about specifically. So I can't also really don't have a too much of a specific. Yeah, take. you're right. Yeah, it's not too. But to to be fair, he did say that he do, does mention that, for example, all the map borders are sort of social construct, and Europe is that you know Europe is basically it's basically Eurasia, really. Yeah. It's not a you know different continent. But so yeah, you know talks about that stuff as well but yeah you're right i don't even know what i'm criticizing because it doesn't really elaborate but But i I know you so well huh i knew yeah yeah you know as soon as i hear common vision i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) but anyway most of the interview (laughs) what is good things happening sam hashtag sam against good things (laughs) i don't believe it's not against it i don't believe You don't think it's possible <laughs> to do anything good. But no. other, but seriously, the interview on Pakistan and also Fantastic. Sri Lanka, which is going oh, yeah, through yeah, Sri Lanka. a lot, which we haven't talked about too much, which nobody talks about too much. Um, he's an expert on these kind of areas and Pakistan and knowing their history so basically, and going back and all this. So check yeah, that out, folks. Very soon, there's a good chance Sri Lankan people are going to go through a famine and all that because of the wheat crisis and supply crisis and the prime minister is basically saying that yeah guys i don't know what to do (laughs) like it's oh my it's so fucked up yeah Yeah. and yeah anyway okay um let's move a bit to russia ukraine if you don't mind i have one story and this is really interesting i mean i got this story and i want to discuss it today but right now when we're clicking on the link 
AP has changed the headline, it seems, and changed the article a bit. I don't know. But we other places still have it. So we can just um, look at them. And I mean, it's a very sad um, article. Um, really, I don't know how much of it is true or not. But the, the mayor um, says that here's the headline. Mayor, 10,000 dead in Ukraine's Mariupol and toll could rise. I mean, that's quite a lot of people but where the it mayor got like- these numbers let me just read yeah. one paragraph the mayor also said 120,000 civilians are in dire need of food water warmth and communication the besieged ukrainian city of mariupol yielded up more horrors after six weeks of pummeling by russian troops with the mayor saying more than 10,000 civilians have died 10,000 civilians have died in the strategic southern port their corpses carpeted through the streets and sorry and then he also has um yeah the and then the mayor so i guess this is yes um still same him again he says speaking by phone monday with with ap mariupol mayor vadim boshenko accused russian forces having blocked weeks of attempted humanitarian convoys in the city in part to conceal the carnage boshko said the death toll in mariupol alone could surpass twenty thousand. so again like horrendous very high um figures really but yeah, where he got these and how he made these estimations and who he counts as civilian or not, they're all kind of up in the air. But the, the 10,000 figure got my attention. And I have a sneaky feeling got other people's attention too. And AP were like, eh, let's remove that from the headline. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Times of Israel still has it as a headline. No, a lot of people have it. I must no, you be yeah, I must say it does feel the number is probably exaggerated. Yeah. No, no, I mean like believe me, when I read that a, I didn't yeah. think like, oh yeah, no, this is and this is but like this is like like I mean, you know, you hope they, it's exaggerated too. Yeah, yeah, definitely hope it's exaggerated, but also feels like for political purposes, maybe it has been exaggerated. You also had, uh, I'm sure you heard about, I mean, I've told you about it. They caught this guy. Um, let me just. But sorry, it. wait, can we just go to the AP right. one for a second? I'm just going to sure, show sure. it on the screen. So, yeah, uh, so folks, this is the article I had shared with Sam like a few days ago, che- checking it now. But now the headline says, Putin vows to press invasion until Russians, Russia's goals are met. So I don't know. AP, it seems to me, like literally changed um, the headline of the article. I mean, or the whole article, because I click on it and it goes here. It's not one of those live ones. You Google it. It doesn't show up. So, I mean, the article seems to be different now. And when I Google that uh, right now, just like the headline, and the only thing I can find with, yeah, I can't even find anything on with ap but times of israel has the yeah same. no others have it because you know what oh. ap does like people um you know they sell these articles to people oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they, they yeah. just republish it like, so that's right, why yeah, yeah. i also read it but ap itself for some reason not there i don't know if it's something just a coincidence or something um, funny happened or if i'm not searching it properly yeah everybody has it i mean boston.com has it but ap itself surprisingly doesn't have could it could be just could be just they tried to go with a less provocative you know title yeah because they yeah. are it I, yeah but yeah i mean it yeah it's a very strange as the coverage of ukraine continues to be really weird because uh, as i told you there was this report and i saw that you know putin ally caught in ukraine and i genuinely felt like they caught Lavrov or something, you know, they, yeah. you know, it was main Putin ally in Ukraine, sorry, caught. And then it turned out the guy, Viktor Medvedchuk, captured after escaping house arrest on treason charges day after the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So he's one, he's a leader of one of those opposition parties that Zelensky had banned, I think, before even the invasion. Of, oh, and, okay. Yeah. And uh, so uh, he, and he's been under house arrest. And according to uh, reports, the capture of uh, Medvedchuk, one of Ukraine's richest men who escaped house arrest on treason charges days after Russian invasion, was first announced by uh, President Zelensky, who posted a picture of the detainee on social media, this shelved in handcuffs, dressed in army fatigue with a Ukrainian flag patch, which is 
I mean, it's, I mean, look, he's a rich dude and he's in top level of politics. I'm mm. sure he's a bad guy. He's corrupt, but it is like, they, they're just so, it feels so, it feels like a really bad movie. They put him, he's just old guy putting these military dress just like that. And they take a picture of him and sort of, it's, well, I don't know what's going on anyway. Yeah, same I mean, by the way, Russian side does similar things. Yeah. I'm sure as well. I just haven't heard of it yet. And so, yeah. This is the same person that they keep on saying in the media that Putin is his daughter's godfather, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so they've also found some family ties. I mean, <laughs> that's that's it. That's they were loving it, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's, it makes it a more of a Turkish soap yeah. opera than it <laughs> already is. Um, this uh, is the latest update, uh, uh, which is. Um, uh, Zelensky suggested ex- suggests ah, suggested exchanging him for Ukrainian prisoners of war held by Russia if Medvedev himself chooses. Oh, okay, he talks about the fact that he chose a military attire and all mm-hmm. that. But Kremlin shrugged off the exchange offer and warned Ukrainian leaders to watch out. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. But and uh, why would the Russians even care about him? To be completely frank, I don't know. Maybe they can win some bonus points by standing up with him among parts of the Ukrainian population or something. But I mean, he. I guess the personal ties. Yeah, but it wasn't an actual bit, Russian, so. too. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't like they yeah, caught like a they're... Russian general. Then maybe they would have been more interested. But they're like, okay, how about we exchange a Ukrainian for a Ukrainian? I'm yeah, joking. this is a spokesperson for the Russians actually said this, said that Met, Metvedchek is not a Russian citizen. <laughs> he has nothing to do with the special military operation. We don't know if he wants anything to do with it at all. So, <laughs> yeah, you're right. They you basically know, The Russians that they hate and call so cruel, then they think, okay, now they're going to do something for this. <laughs> for That's this true. Person. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, why would they? Putin, he's he's a monster with cold eyes of yeah. a, uh, you know, uh, cold eyes of a tiger or something. But no, he's gonna because of his goddaughter's yeah. father, which probably was a political thing anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised as a godfather to like twenty people. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but yeah, it's it's quite uh, interesting like the way they report it is just if you read the headlines only you could think like they just got like you know putin's <laughs> vice president or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, i mean you know as kim iverson was saying they're all related they're <laughs> they're all they're cousins, cousins. <laughs> don't just, you get it you just joking kim iverson is yeah. the best she's she had uh, yeah no fear of putting out any of her takes and doing that radar and all the time. It's amazing. Not that they should, but I feel like I, I couldn't like take she... a stand all the time like they do with the radar. Because when you do the radar, you have to like stand by what you said in that radar. <laughs> it's not like the other ones where you can like change your mind halfway through. Eh, well, yeah, fine. I know. Fine, <laughs> no, yeah, this is your you thing. Right. You brought this argument. <laughs> That's true. That stress me out, <laughs> the radar weird. thing all the time. Yeah. Do they do it daily? Each of them get one a day? That's too much. Should be like... Yeah, I don't know. The hill, the way it's broadcast, you can't keep up with which day, what's, <laughs> what is going. It's just every day melts into one big thing. <laughs> but yeah, true. I mean, I feel like sometimes it's strategically they don't bring her on because they have these idiot democratic strategists uh-huh. on that she would like crush them yeah and they don't have i want i want more like aggressive sort of policy but yeah no they we'll definitely see. know and brianna did a few more segments i guess so i think she's like the official um, yeah, replacement for ryan You're right yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like the emily jashinsky from um federalist is the official replacement oh. for robbie <laughs> i think <laughs> true yeah. but okay good stuff um anything else not too much Russia, Ukraine, no. anything, Pakistan, anything in that sense? No, Not we really, talked no. about Pakistan quite a bit. In our Twitter stuff, yeah. No, yeah. no, no nothing. Yeah. So it's going good. All right, Sam, let's move on. Let's talk about the UK a bit. And again, folks, please like and subscribe. And if you're a regular viewer and you're not going to subscribe, maybe you can let us know why in the comment section and 
Maybe we can make some changes and then you'll change your mind and want to subscribe. But okay, Sam, <laughs> this has to be like my favorite <laughs> UK story because I just can't believe one or two things about it. So the quote unquote party gate has, I guess, reached a conclusion, come to an end in many ways. And that refers to this scandal which was about to bring down Boris Johnson like people were saying Boris Johnson should be removed as a prime minister because at some point in 2020 he attended a quote-unquote office party in his own office or something there was something being organized and maybe he had a glass of champagne or something but anyway during the COVID rules of course he was being a hypocrite and all that because you weren't allowed to have parties and everything but you know again out of the bad things that politicians do if this is where you catch them for being hypocrites. I think this would be a much better world if this was actually, you know, things we should worry about in any way. I have no problems with worrying about even the smallest meaningless things because it might be important for some people, but this, I don't get it. And the reason that it shows how it's nothing, it's what how it's come to an end. Like, I don't want to bury the lead too much, Sam, so I'll just say it. Apparently, it's all being settled with him getting a 50-pound, so like a $60 fine, and that's it. So, oh, we might have to remove you as a prime minister. No, okay, it's fine. Here, just, I don't know, <laughs> pay this 50-pound fine, and that's it. I mean, just absurd. Just so you have some hope to continue your life, uh, they, they, I must say that there is also reports from senior officials that there is three potential fines still coming. So he could be facing three more, I suppose, 50 pounds uh, charges. Yeah, that's the latest that he could be facing some more I mean, fines. Even, even symbolically, they should have like found some loophole for like quadrupling these fines or adding another zero somehow. I mean, if I was Boris Johnson, I would be pissed. I would have my people contacting the police and be like, can you round this up to like 5,000 pounds? Because look, there's already stories on The Guardian. Like The Guardian has an article, quote, it's a joke. Britons who received COVID fines react to Boris Johnson $50 penalty. So there are people saying we got fined up to 1,000 pounds. Okay, the circumstance was a bit different. But maybe like police officers and lawmakers shouldn't follow the law like to the letter for once it'll be okay it'll be okay even if boris johnson should only be getting a 50 pound fine maybe just turn it into five thousand or something it would just be better for you politically i but, remember reading last year i remember reading that boris johnson because he used to work for newspapers and yeah. he used to have higher like apparently he used to earn more money that way so he's having problems like paying his children's school fees and all. He's got like he's got like fifty-five children from sixty-two yeah. people. So it's like you know it's it's natural. So uh, you know maybe they wanted to you know they didn't want to damage. I I don't know. I guess maybe because he's not the one who hosted the party. Yeah, I know. I, mean, way, I get it. But just don't follow yeah, yeah, I know. your own rules. Yeah, yeah. I know. In, in this, it's very bad PR. Very bad. But but I'm, uh, Rishi Sunak also got fined over it as well. The chancellor, yeah. the tre- you know, the head of treasury, and man, that guy, that guy rose. He's I mean, somebody wrote this on Guardian, and I think this is just perfect. He 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 uh, called him um, uh, Parliament's Icarus, who has finally <laughs> crash landed. So yeah, just like Icarus, he flew too close to the sun. Man, you remember we talked about how his wife is got yeah. investments in Russia and all that. It turned out he also, uh, him and his wife had a green card, American green card for uh, 12 months or something, few mm-hmm. months while he was in office. So that sort of ended. He's like, because they everybody was saying he's the next sort of uh, conservative leader and okay. all that. But sort of he's pretty much dead in the waters now. Wow. That thing is gone now, yeah. And there's a good chance in the summer reshuffle, he's gone as the chancellor. But I man, I can't believe Boris, like they were saying that, like they were writing articles that Rishi Sunak might just, uh, you know, the, during the height of Partygate that Boris should resign and Rishi Sunak should take over. Now it's just Rishi Sunak is nothing. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, wow. And yeah, I guess what's the scandal with having a green card? I guess he didn't announce it or you shouldn't Yeah, he have didn't one. announce it and i guess it's sort of unnationalistic i don't know I, i'm guessing that's the reason and they, yeah he didn't what do you say he didn't, not announce what did they, he didn't disclose it, disclose it. 
But the funny thing, like Boris Johnson is born in New York. <laughs> really? Like, Stop. Yeah. Really? Yes, yes. No way. He's of Turkish descent. <laughs> no, I, I swear to God. He's, his great, great grandpa or something was one of those pashas right. that was like, was the agent of the British during the Ottomans. So let me get this. So in the U- UK, they don't have the same laws in the US where in the US you need to be no, no. born in the country. Yeah. Even in the U.S., you have to be a natural born. So if you're, uh, even if because you have to I be think born, Ted, no, like you have to be natural. It's like your Ted Cruz was born in Canada, but I think because his mother was American, uh, and he's uh, like he was American parents, it's also still natural interesting. born. It's something like that, yeah. But uh, no, in the U.K., they don't have. Oh yeah, the, you're right. The, and he was born yeah. in Calgary, <laughs> at least. <laughs> <laughs> at least it makes sense where he was born in Calgary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, right. Boris just you know Teflon. He's a Teflon. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. What a funny world we live in. And then yeah. So honestly, something that was going to bring down the prime minister is ending in a fifty-pound fine. What a world we live in. I mean, no, no. Wait, wait. Let's be honest. There are other. He announced other measures. Includes the uh, the other measures includes. He's not allowed to attend any more parties without his uh, mom's permission. <laughs> On nine o'clock late, he has to be home. So, you know, no interviews, no parties. No. Nothing, straight home. No more babies either. No, no babies for three years, if he can do that. I don't know if, <laughs> if they can enforce that. I don't know. That's very hard. But yeah, but look at him. the look at this guy, like this so, other yes. guy in the Guardian, Kieran McArdle, who received a hundred pound fine during the first lockdown when three friends visited him in his garden in Warwickshire for oh, his yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah. He had a leaflet or something. <laughs> Did you read about one of them was saying that I had a leaflet and I explained COVID rules and I still got fined. <laughs> I, uh, uh, it's so yeah, it's it's funny. such a non- controversy controversy yeah that it's almost yeah and that's why it's like you know it's ending up in this kind of comical (laughs) situation yes yes i mean one one minister resigned i've never heard of his position before i think he resigned just so he can get a couple of headlines yeah he's nobody (laughs) yeah he i mean he got a couple he's got these 15 minutes of fame or less yeah Okay, um, oh, yeah, anything yeah. else from from this, or should we move on to Partygate? Sorry, should we move on to Brian Stelter? No, but I like to admit that I'm, you see, as you see in this case, I am wrong, and politicians, especially like top-level politicians, are always held accountable, yeah. as you can see in this case. I mean, I am they, wrong they're treated like anybody else. My, you want them to be treated like anybody, anybody. else? <laughs> <laughs> This is the case that you shouldn't get. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't believe it. 50 pounds to. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Uh, anyway. All right. Okay. All right. So we're going to play this clip for people, huh, Sam? Uh, the, Brian, uh, the Brian Stelter clip. Uh, I might and... also take that moment just to refresh my memory very quickly of it as well. Although I remember it because. Yeah, so pretty much Brian Stelter has asked some very fair and relevant so, questions, and also the examples that the that the that the person uses are really spot on. I mean, talk about concrete examples, and then wait till you hear Brian Stelter's response. So I'm gonna edit all of them together so it's like in a short two or three minute long video, but believe me, you have to you have to watch it. I think it's taking place at some kind of university, Sam, or Maybe in the background yeah, it says. I think it was University of Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. So let's yes. check out what the what the egg is. That Wait. what you is that is that the nickname you gave him the egg or did you have? <laughs> yeah, no egg and and anthropomorphic egg, yeah, <laughs> egg that is human characteristics. Chicago, Chicago University of Chicago. Yeah, egg descendant of Humpty Dumpty. We discussed this many times. <laughs> yeah, but um. Okay, so let's, everybody, let's watch this clip and then we'll come back and dissect it. 
Hi, thank you for coming. Uh, my name is Christopher Phillips. I'm a first year at the college. Uh, my question is for Mr. Seltzer. Uh, you've all spoken extensively about Fox News being a purveyor of uh, disinformation, uh, but CNN is right up there with them. They pushed the Russian collusion hoax. They pushed the Jesse Smollett hoax. They smeared Justice Kavanaugh as a rapist, and they also smeared Nick Sandman as a white supremacist. And yes, they dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop affair as pure Russian disinformation. Uh, with mainstream corporate journalists becoming little more than uh, apologists and cheerleaders for the regime, is it time to finally declare that the, uh, the canon of journalistic ethics is dead or no longer operative? Uh, all the mistakes of the mainstream media, and CNN in particular, seem to magically all go in one direction. Are we expected to believe that this is all just some sort of random coincidence, or is there something else behind it? Too bad, it's time for lunch. <laughs> uh, you have 30 I, seconds. No, I mean, there's a, there's a clock that says 30 seconds, but, but I think my honest answer to you, and I will, I'll come over and talk in more detail after this, is that I think you're describing a different channel than the one that I watch. Uh, but I understand that that is a popular right-wing narrative about CNN. I think it's important when we talk about shared reality and democracy, all these networks, all these news outlets have to defend democracy. And when they screw up, admit it. Uh, but when Benjamin Hall, the Fox correspondent, was wounded in Ukraine, the news crews at CNN and the New York Times stopped what they were doing and they tried to help. They tried to help him get out of the country. They tried to find the dead crew members. That's what news outlets do. That's how they actually do work together to your question about sharing those kinds of connections and trust. We don't talk about it enough though. We don't share that reality about how that happens. And with regards to the regime, I think you mean the President Biden? The last time I spoke with a Biden aide, we yelled at each other. So that's the reality of the news business that people don't see, that people don't hear. They imagine that it's a, a situation that simply is not. But I think your question, it speaks to the failure of journalism to show our work and show the reality of how our profession operates. We have a lot of work to do, I think. I'm Daniel Schmidt. I'm a freshman at the University of Chicago. My question is for Ms. Applebaum. Um, so in 2020, you wrote, those who live outside the Fox News bubble do not, of course, need to learn any of the stuff about Hunter Biden, referring to his laptop, of course. Uh, a poll later after that found that if voters knew about the content of the laptop, 16% of Joe Biden voters would have acted differently. Now, of course, we know a few weeks ago, the New York Times confirmed that the content is real. Do you think the media acted inappropriately when they instantly dismissed uh, Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian disinformation? And what can we learn from that in ensuring that what we label as disinformation is truly disinformation and not reality? I, my, my problem with Hunter Biden's laptop is I think it's totally irrelevant. I mean, it's not whether it's disinformation or, I mean, I don't think the Hunter Biden's um, business relationships have anything to do with who should be president of the United States. So. I didn't find I don't find it to be interesting. I mean that that would be my problem with the, that as a as a major news story. All right, now now that people have seen this ridiculous, I mean the clip sorry is not ridiculous because his question was spot on. And you know, oftentimes at these things, people like give statements but not really a question or just a lame question. No, this guy combined his examples and statement into the most appropriate question to the most appropriate man at the most appropriate event disinformation and the erosion of democracy that was the event and man brian stelter's response it didn't disappoint huh it didn't disappoint no as always the egg has it was as you it was sunny side up it was it was I mean, you know. for sure it was amazing i mean the kid asked the question and with examples and all that, and his answer, which it was, by the way, I, I don't know, I, I, where did I read about this? I think it's a PR tactic or something that you basically, you pivot, you accept the premise of the question, but then you answer some other question, which is basically what he did because he basically- Well, first he made I mean, a he joke. Did, no, no. First he did yeah, a first, joke. Oh it's, oh, it's lunchtime. Lunchtime. <laughs> like it's, yeah. Well, okay, fair enough. But no, uh, I mean, he didn't even accept the premise of question. I'm yeah. sorry. He just basically, he says basically exactly. that uh, I, I don't accept that. He says that, I mean, he gave No, so he literally examples. said, yeah, I know, but he said, you're watching a different channel as different me. Different channel. Yeah, so 
there is a, but, but I mean, the best part in my view was when he said that, and I'm going to come to talk to you privately yeah. after no, that. No, don't. Sa- <laughs> sounded like a threat. Yeah. <laughs> Me and all the king's horses are going to come. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, a, there I, I are mean... no details to talk about. And no, B, I want to talk to you in this platform. You're sitting up there on a panel and ask you a question. And there's 30 seconds on the official time left. So you can also probably go over one or two minutes. No, don't talk to me later. I don't want you to come <laughs> at lunchtime. And what are you whisper in my ears the right answer? Just say yes. things. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. <laughs> but I can't tell you. <laughs> you know, it's, he uh, wanted to say like, you know, this is the kind of answer where like in other cases, like military would say, oh no, that's like secret high-tech information if i let you know the answer like 10 soldiers are gonna die you're like yeah, yeah why would this i didn't ask yeah. you to oh. tell me where these soldiers are <laughs> why would it lead to that but he couldn't point to that so he had to come up with some other hey, hey. bullshit but, but oh the, the the biggest bullshit in it though was when he talks about the uh, he goes going back to by the way he doesn't again maybe i i think everybody has a serial killer wife but Again, him with his eyes and just doing this. Again, going back to your question, uh, it shows that why can't we reflect the unity that's uh, the unity that is within news organizations? Because one of Fox News people was shot, and the CNN news host immediately didn't abandon him to be eaten by wolves. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, look at how good we are. There was a Fox News host that shot and about to die. We didn't leave him, you know, we didn't abandon him to be tortured. Or I mean, that exactly has nothing to do with journalism. I mean, I'm glad, but that has nothing to do with journalism. You know, it's someone like saying, oh, Cam and Sam have a really shitty show or something like that. But hey, Cam takes care but, of his dog but- halfway through the show. He takes <laughs> Okay, it still doesn't change the fact that Cam and Sam have a <laughs> shitty show. I'm glad yeah. that he also attends to no, his it's, dog. <laughs> it's even worse. That's like a routine activity. It's like saying that, yeah, Cam and Sam's show is terrible. It's awful and all that. But I heard like Cam once helped Sam move. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. True friendship there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the story, the, the forum, uh, I, I, I showed you a video later on. Another favorite of ours, the one, the lady, I've read a couple of his stuff to you from her on uh, Anne Applebaum, massive neocon. No, well, she thinks she's a liberal. Yeah. But, you know. Her name is so familiar. Just going to put a face to it as well. But yeah, continue. Yeah, she uh, she, she was in the video as well. She's late. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Some, yeah, somebody asks her about Hunter Biden and stuff. Yeah. That... Uh, laptop and stuff that she dismissed uh two years ago uh, that and now it's been confirmed to be real and she's saying that oh no i didn't dismiss it as in it's not real i just don't think it matters mm-hmm. kind of like that do you remember the democratic strategist us on the hill was saying that hunter biden thingy has nothing to do with the <laughs> president's son can do business as he independent person what are you talking about he's a he's a good he's an adult he doesn't except he's not acting independently (laughs) that's kind of well yeah and and, and there is increasing like messages are being leaked and text messages in which and of of course it's not the world's biggest story they did turn it into a big story by literally preventing people from (laughs) sharing the story yes sharing it yeah and oh, the Hill had one of our favorites from TYT, John Idahora. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What was the story? I listened to it, but then John, it was John the Black Idahora. Lives Matter thing. John, 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 I, John is a whore. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah, it was about it, it was the about Black the Lives Black Matter lives. thing. Yeah, you're right. It was about the Black Lives Matter thing, but they also, I think, mentioned the Hunter Biden thing in there. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. I didn't listen to I it. I think too so. The lady, I think so. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, coming yeah. back to this clip, like nobody should ever, like, you know, be scared of being asked a question and they won't know the right answer. Because from watching all these like videos and clips, all you need to do is have a response. That's it. So, like, if someone asks you a tough question and you don't know the answer, don't say no comment. Don't say I don't know. Just 
talk about something. You know, you can talk about chairs. <laughs> you can talk about whatever you want. Yeah. And in most contexts, they're not in a situation Family to push history. back on you. So, I mean, it's not like this kid, you know, he had the microphone, so he could have maybe, you know, but then people will come and take you. So you can just say whatever you want, just like he did. He, <laughs> the example that he gave was about like in war, like helping out another person. What? So you yeah. just say something. Someone asks you don't have an answer. Just the first words that come to your mouth. Just <laughs> just, just tell a joke. Yeah. Just, you know, just do something. Yeah. Who cares? No, I, I agree with you. In media, I agree with you. It's the exact opposite of when you're a politician or to do with law, which mm. even if you're 100% sure you've done the right thing, always no comment. No <laughs> In comment, law, yeah, but no politicians, comment. like, yeah. No, when, and, like there's legal, I mean, when yeah. there's legal, like their activities could be legally. But that's know. fine. Oh, People don't accept say, that. I, do, you... I don't remember <laughs> George Bush, the father's strategy. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't recall. No comments. <laughs> yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. Just say something like that. But yeah, that's the best one where, and that one's genuine, when your lawyers tell you not, not to speak about something, because then you can just be like, I wish I could tell you this, but my lawyers, they told me it could jeopardize the case. So. Oh, so <laughs> you're worried about how you seem if you just say no, it's the lawyers. Well, I would have talked, I swear to you. Yeah, I love to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> but man lawyer is here. but cnn you definitely have to watch landscapers you like that <laughs> yeah no, i'm definitely looking forward to that show but yeah cnn i don't know how far you're gonna go with brian stelter and <laughs> this kind of content please and stuff. <laughs> oh and let me follow up on this story there's a couple yeah, of follow-ups exactly so so the student do you remember the student that went on the thing he yeah. appeared on guess whose show? Tucker Carlson. Of course. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> Christopher Phillips told Fox News' Tucker Carlson about how he had asked the left-wing pundit about his ongoing criticism. Uh, no, at one point. Oh, this pisses me off so much, though. This fucking use of the word left. Eh. So on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Phillips. Oh, and then I come up and said, wait a sec. Because I thought he went and talked to him after the show, actually. That would make sense. But I mean, I can't find that. That would thing. be a very big missed opportunity for Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I, I don't. The kid, I mean, although the anything. kid didn't say, like, you know, he could have also been critical of Fox News because he says, You criticize Fox yeah. News for X, Y, and Z, but you do the same. So it's unclear where the kid okay. stands, really. Uh, well, probably right. I would assume he's right wing, but who knows? Like from or right wing publication, but who knows? Yeah, you're right. We don't know. He does mention, yeah. He, may, I mean, he doesn't even like. He says, yeah, basically, you're like CNN. But uh, yeah, and in following that, there was also guess who Brian Stelter had on his show. Mm, this one's a bit more tricky because he could have anyone, like any shit. Give give me a hint. Give me a clue. We, we just talked about hair. Um, Pramila Jaipal? <laughs> no, no, no. Pamela <laughs> J. No, uh, 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 an apple bomb. So oh, after they have course. the thing, it's like there is so few left. They always have to go on each other's shows. Yeah. And, all that. and apparently the Fox News is reporting that, yeah, she, he didn't ask her about the, the the stupid response to the Hunter Biden story. So Fox News is trying to, you know, is going all the way in on this. Good for but, them. I mean, know, they gave, they gave yeah, him yeah, this exactly. story. And I mean, you know, they're, sometimes they're right. And I mean, it's not hard to be right when you're criticizing the Democrats and their and their people yeah i i mean yeah when you're this level of like incompetent yeah i mean not i mean to be fair to him though what could have he said like in terms of answer that would have been acceptable like yeah sure uh, you know i think i think i accept no i mean you know he yeah he can't say i not not that you were not watching the same channel all this was bad i mean you know, he, he says, because sometimes he always says, you know, you make mistakes and you have to give an yeah, apology. Yeah, he, he so he could have led it. with that and then gave like a semi more relevant example instead of like 
denying what that what that person has seen and <laughs> giving an absolutely random example but easier said than done so yeah i mean actually not easier said than done i mean that is kind of easy to do <laughs> yeah, you never know and he was thinking I, I, about lunch <laughs> yeah <laughs> he did have lunch on his line <laughs> he did ask him 30 seconds <laughs> he was like i was about to run to the cafeteria it's like when you're a kid and you have to run and be the first one at the cafeteria to make sure you get food right away he seemed like he had that on his mind like he was about to get up and sprint before everybody else gets going. Uh, I I love I love it. I don't know if you know this, but after the event, he gave a huge talking down to the to the moderator of the event, saying, Stop. To him, "Next next fucking time when I'm about to go to lunch, don't have to up. <laughs> just before lunch, don't have me ask controversial questions." <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like it was like a two or three day event so yeah so maybe he had already seen like what the cafeteria offers or the day uh, before yeah, he yeah, saw yeah, what's yeah, on yeah. the menu for today <laughs> so he was like I gotta get there before they run out of the mashed potatoes i don't know what <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, I was gonna ask you do you think he, he's allowed to eat eggs or is that cannibalism <laughs> in his case like is that does it count as is he eating his own babies <laughs> i don't know why but i feel like he eats a lot of mashed potatoes i don't know why it just goes I, with I, I, he eats a lot for sure but we don't know exactly <laughs> oh man uh, uh, he's a he's a fun guy isn't he he's yeah and I a mean, young I, chap yeah. too man he's like 36 See, although he tries to make himself look like he's like 90 i mean he is going bald. Yeah, yeah. that's not his fault but i feel like still he the way he's he brings his legitimacy cuts, through that i feel yeah i he, i mean when i found out he's 36 i was yeah. he has personality mind and looks of an <laughs> eight-year-old like this eight-year-old eight-year-old that has so had so many plastic surgeries and it's like it's like so white and yeah i i i love that that's just this whole your theory explains everything now to me this was this whole thing he the reason why he was like trying to get out and talking nonsense he was just yeah and this and that. <laughs> he seen people walk already going there from yeah. there. <laughs> can't <see> this. <laughs> yes yes we are bad i don't know I, just give me the ham just give me the ham <laughs> he's gonna want to be left uh, with the vegetables or something it's like i swear they only have carrots and green peas (laughs) man you're in boarding school i hate it when like you arrive late and they had like pizza or something and it's all it's finished you know so i think yeah he was worried about that i never went to boarding school i don't think i would survive food wise but at the cafeteria i used to sprint to the cafeteria (laughs) (laughs) to get food so that's why we like yeah, the, the worst thing is one of our like we had two hour of lunch thing but it was like one in one of the periods we used to have classes so like if you mm. had classes in the first one you were basically screwed because oh, you, you mm. if you you know the only the second one was that's a very unjust school i would <laughs> yeah I, I i agree <laughs> i raised it a couple of times they told me to shut the fuck up <laughs> No, but Eat. seriously. <laughs> yeah, what, I agree. I, I like. What kind of totalitarian <laughs> school are you attending here? <laughs> I know. I it was boarding schools are usually modeled after uh, Mao's sort of agricultural <laughs> policy, where prisoners were sent. To, that's no. boarding schools, especially in Britain, are very same model, same sort of system. Yeah, no, that yeah. seriously, I think unfair. I think that's the word to use. But I guess life's not fair. They were teaching you guys early yeah yeah (laughs) you don't get what you don't get pizza every day (laughs) but yeah i hope he still managed to get a good lunch and he didn't go and talk to that poor guy that guy's asking there's a reason why you're in that panel to get a response from you in public not not for you to like write me an email later on he's like no yes (laughs) uh uh, do you want to be friends do you want to be friends do you want to be on facebook (laughs) <laughs> I'll explain it in a personal letter on your birthday. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, but very fun guy, very fun guy. Yeah. I really hope he stays on CNN. I just hope <laughs> CNN becomes him increasingly like they put him everywhere. 
Right. Talk the, about everything. The day when they finally give him his show, but they won't. I don't know. He doesn't. I, I just can't see it. He has uh, his own show. No, no. I mean, like his own like prime time show where he's he's not oh, only prime. allowed to talk about the media. His show is like. <laughs> Brian, like, okay, I swear you to can't God. talk about any issues, but you can kind of talk about the definition of media over and over again and lecture people on how to watch the media. How about that? Is that a good show for you? <laughs> Look, considering your level of intelligence, you're not allowed legally, legally, but legally we are not allowed to, to handle stories. You are allowed to talk about other people talking about stories you talk, talk about your twitter habits what yeah. do you think it is good what's bad well, yeah but no yeah. no you're not to touch the story like chris como a sexual predator as it turned out and a crazy person yeah. uh, who thinks fredo is an italian slayer is, uh, he got his own show yeah. and this guy yeah you're right there must yeah. be something They're like brian legally listen, or so, so. from monday to friday feel free to working from home it's no problem <laughs> On Saturday afternoons, you can start coming to the studio to prepare for a show. And then, yes, yeah, Sunday morning between 8 o'clock and 11, make sure the janitor's there to buzz you in. But, yeah, you can come and put in your show, put your show together where everybody's watching all the other big shows. And then, yeah, try to leave the building maybe, by noon. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's why they started the streaming thing, I think, because they want him? to get Brian. Yeah, yeah just to put it like, Brian. It's new technology. You can work from home. You put your thing on your computer, webcam. We don't. You don't have to come to this workplace at all. Like, can just. You can also move out of New York if you want. You know, Montana. Yeah, I don't know. I have you heard of a region in Ukraine called Donbas? I hear very cheap hotels right now. Fantastic tourism. Please go. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of CNN Plus. Yeah. Segue to that. What is there? Is there anything more to the story that, yeah, nobody's. Well, (laughs) it's it's really a news story for us. Apparently, CNN is going after like our level of audience, (laughs) which I feel is unfair. Like their budget (laughs) is extreme. They they, They put 250 million. Dollars and they're they're going for the same level of like viewership that we have. Like this, but yeah, apparently CNN Plus. I I feel like we discussed this in our chit chat. Yeah, no, in the yeah, tweets. Yeah, I brought the yeah in the tweets. Tweet, sorry, but yeah, uh, the CNN is basically having uh, Chris Wallace, who moved from Fox News to CNN, is apparently depressed because about four people watch him, <laughs> and that's like his own pa- uh, like children and stuff. So, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's not going good. And I'm, again, I'm not surprised. They don't have any unique programming I can think of that people would love no, to watch. They don't have anything. It's just, it's not like that you and I, uh, we don't like it. They just don't have anything that anyone really kind of likes. You know, everybody has something that's just closer to their beliefs and whatever they're into. And yeah, everybody has something, you know. Yeah, I mean, like they they, they, they have that, that guy, the chef programming. Apparently, that's very popular. The yeah, guy who sadly committed suicide. Oh yeah, of course. What, what was <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain. I mean, yeah. Oh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's yeah, unfortunately yeah, that's a dead. Big <laughs> yeah, but yeah. No, of but course. that show, like no. you know, like that's a good IP they have. Like that. No, and listen, and like bourgeois dads all over the world and across all airports <laughs> kind of yes. watch and keep an eye but even from my experience even they are quite critical and you know they also turn to oftentimes al jazeera or bbc or bloomberg or even rt from and i'm just saying for every like category there's something better you know if you want really democrat democrat <coughs> There's MSNBC, NBC, CNBC, all these guys, I guess you can go to. If you're more right wing, you go Fox. And if you're more like this international audience, then you have all these other BBC. channels, which I also mentioned. That's that's your sort of CNN is like shitty BBC. It's yeah, like, and they were always like this, but now it's just that since they got a bit crappier or something, I guess, and they lost and Trump, Trump and everything. Left, yeah. yeah. And since since the rise of Brian Stelter <laughs> as the unstoppable egg. 
that is just yeah. <laughs> roll, is rolling through the corridors of CNN. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I, and uh, Al Jazeera didn't exist back then, I guess. Like maybe people didn't have things like TRT, like the Turkish one. I'm just more thinking for an international audience. There are also all these channels that are yeah, yeah, you're competing exactly. uh, with them. And they're more bearable. They're more informative. Yeah, it's just informative. Yeah, could... CNN is like it's the least shocking. Yeah, it's the least informative out of out of everything because they're so focused no, no, on I one mean, story. I, I they... must say, I never watched this thing. I never watched Fox News. But you remember we did we tried to do a show for a bit, <laughs> and I went on their website uh, for like a couple of days, and it was just Fox News is just another level of like but at you know, least they're mental. at least on their website <laughs> yeah yeah but you you expect that you know yeah. that they are mental. no you're right but though. yeah but with cnn yeah you don't expect the, this level of mentalness that you get their website cnn's website is much better than their actual channel oh yeah the website yeah of course no no the website that doesn't count yeah we're talking about cnn tv yeah it's yeah. no for sure <sighs> but yeah anything yeah, else but... about Stelters, you know. yeah, it's like, come on, like, don't go after our markets. Like, <laughs> this is not right. <laughs> we have to compete with CNN now. Jesus. <laughs>